Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning to you. I don't need to go to work today. So exciting, so exciting. And it's the first day of a new month. And what month is it? It is June. We're halfway through the year. Well, we will be at the end of the month. We are halfway through 2023. Oh, my goodness me. Um, But more importantly, (laughs) we are at the start of Sarah's birthday month. Yes. (laughs) That's the most important part about June. Absolutely. 100%. (laughs) There are so many different days that it is today. Um, and it's also uh, different months as well, uh, or different different things this month. But there is no more important one than Sarah's birthday month. <laughs> oh, my goodness me. Do you know what? I am going to jump straight in with a fun fact, because it's a fun fact that I did not know and that I find so intriguing. Did you know, okay, that even though dragonflies, because they're insects, they have six legs, but did you know that they cannot walk? They have to fly everywhere. They cannot walk. Oh my goodness me. Can you imagine that? Not being able to walk even though you've got six legs. You'd think you'd be able to walk on at least two of them. I am going to post a picture on my Facebook for you to see. We had, I was sat in my garden and we had a beautiful, beautiful dragonfly, a green, green and black patterned one. It was gorgeous. But it floated down and just sort of rested on the pebbles in my garden and it stayed there for about three hours and it must have been so tired I think but the fact that it couldn't walk and it has to fly everywhere its little wings were probably really tired so um, now I know why it stayed there for that long but I'm going to post a picture. I took a picture of it it was so beautiful um, I've never been so close to anything but I'm going to post it on Facebook so that you can see it um, because it's such a lovely photo. Nature at its finest. (laughs) So that's the fun fact for today um, which I find intriguing. Now I am going to give you the word of the day okay so the word of the day is horizon now it's a noun i love this word horizon um mainly because i love what it means so um it's the line at which the earth's surface and the sky appear to meet okay but it also means the limit of a person's knowledge experience or interest You've got an horizon of where your experience or knowledge lies and that's it. You don't 
see any further. Um, but my sentence, because I've done this so many times, um, I'm going to say my sentence with the word horizon in is when I was sat at the beach, I could see the horizon where the sea appeared to meet the sky and it was really beautiful and that sometimes even um, because the blue sky and the blue sea sort of are a similar colour um, it tends to merge and sometimes you can't quite see where the horizon is but that's my sentence anyway so give me your sentences <laughs> Me, I am going down the beach today. Um, I don't have to go to work. We are planning, me and my sister and my brother are planning a lovely, lovely day. We're taking the children to the beach. We're going to spend the day on the beach. Going to go swimming in the be in the sea. In the beach, no, in the sea. We are going to have a picnic um, on the beach going to play all sorts of games like you know um, all sorts of just silly throwing frisbees and things like that but then we're going back to my brothers and we are going to have a barbecue so we've got a lovely lovely day planned and the, in my brother's garden he's got um, a massive great big pool so we'll be able to play in the pool and just relax so yeah um definitely a good day all in all planned today what are your plans are your plans just as good or um have you got i don't know better things planned <laughs> um now i'm quite excited because um my i've got um i've got lots of plants in my garden loads of different ones but I have planted uh, yesterday, um, it, they're called Strelitzia, okay, um, but that's their proper name. Uh, what they're actually called uh, when you sort of talk about them is a bird of paradise. It's an orchid and it looks, when it's flowering, it looks like there's um, a bird going into sort of feed from the flower if you like um, so I am so excited about these plants they originate from South Africa so I'm going to have my own little corner of South Africa in the garden <laughs> um, and we planted uh, I think three or four of them um so they're planted in a pot and then when they grow properly um we're going to because we've got to look after them um and uh they they don't like the cold weather because obviously south africa is a hot country um they don't like our frosty cold rainy weather so um we're gonna have to look after these plants but I am so excited about them when they flower. I can't wait to see them. So I will post the picture on Facebook when they finally, 
finally flower. I don't know how long they take, but I'm sure that it'll probably be a little bit longer um, than, you know, right now. Anyway, I have a couple of messages. So, Andrew, OK, um, I have got to say that I know you sent me, you've sent me a couple of messages saying the same thing um now sometimes because i work um sort of very long hours um i also have three children to look after um sometimes i don't check my messages as often as i should it all depends on how much time i have at that time you know at that moment so sometimes i do forget or sometimes i do just don't have time to to look at things um and also when you do ask an impossible question i have to research it which also takes time and at times i don't have that time to do it so um please please be patient um you don't have to um uh, you don't have to send in the the same message um because i have got it it is just that i'm sort of trying to uh trying to look into it and trying to um find the answers for you um as i said yesterday the book that you want me to read is the next one in the famous five um set it's number four so we will get round to reading it but i did promise that um oh, can't remember it uh harry potter the first harry potter book would be the next one that we read after the broken leg of doom so um i will probably read your book or your suggestion the next famous five one after that um and your impossible question is actually quite an impossible question you actually have asked an impossible question because i can't quite find the right answer i'm going to keep looking so i'm not going to answer it proper properly right now um but uh what i will tell you is that it's actually i i agree with you they are addictive and i love word games so word games are addictive but i don't think they are for everybody because um some people don't like them but i do but i'm going to go back into that and i'm going to research it a little bit more so in the next couple of days i will give you a proper answer um so please please be patient with me until then <laughs> now isabella um i think you are absolutely 100 percent spot on about seb in the the broken book of broken book no broken leg of doom believe me i agree with you um it's ex you, what you think is exactly what i think so i think we're on the same wavelength here <laughs> um so livy um your holiday is one week 
um, and then Monday. So you have got, um, I don't know, have you got half term? Is, do you have half term? Um, and then you've got like a bank holiday or um, not 100% sure why you've got one week and then Monday. Because we had um, Monday was part of the bank holiday was part of our half term holiday uh right what else have we got we've got somebody called i'm not sure if this is the, their name or whether it's um just a username so somebody called geo um possibly uh and they really liked the mr men story um from yesterday the rugby one i loved that one as well so um Thank you for letting me know that you loved it. Um, and um, 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 Richard, I believe it's your, that's your name. Um, you leave me every every message that you leave is like just a um picture of a sandwich, depending on who. Um, like one of them was a banana and a sandwich because that's um what uh Jody was eating in the hospital um and a picture of a whale and i'm loving all the little pictures that you're sending me um to do with the book it's just amazing that you you're finding all these little pictures and sending them to me they're perfect so carry on please perfect now um what month is it hmm so we know that it's june we know that it's the first day of June. Okay. So the month is it's National Candy Month. Yes. Sounds good to me. Um, and the National Great Outdoors Month. So it's the good it's a great month for getting out there and having fun outside. Care for your grandparents month. Hmm. Who cares for their grandparents? <laughs> go and give them a hug every day this month definitely um national dairy month uh audio book month now this is kind of kind of what i do isn't it um you listen to a story being read so it's kind of an audio book but i talk too much for it to just be an audio book um so it's that's what makes it the podcast, I suppose. And National Camping Month. Not a big fan of camping, I must say. But today it's actually Dinosaur Day. Yes! My children love dinosaurs. Well, my boys do, definitely. They are 100% behind Dinosaur Day. Um... It is also World Reef Awareness Day. So under the sea and all the coral reefs and things like that, um, it's taking care of that. Wear a dress day. Um, possibly not for everybody, but <laughs> I'm definitely wearing a dress today. I'm wearing a little sundress so um, because it's so nice out there uh national nail polish day love nail polish 
and National Hazelnut Cake Day. I'm not bothered about what flavour cake. It's just a cake day. Gotta love a cake day. <laughs> Pen Pal Day. So um, I'm waiting for a reply from my pen pal, which is, I'm just, love my pen. I love having a pen pal. It's so exciting. Waiting for letters and writing letters. Oh, uh, Global Day of Parents. So be nice to your parents today. Um, World Milk Day. I must say I do love milk. Go Barefoot Day. Well, I will be going barefoot down at the beach. So that's definitely. Um, International Tabletop Day. So um, International Tabletop Games, really. Board games, things like that. Join in. Have a, a play with a board game or um, a jigsaw puzzle, maybe. And lastly, National Say Something Nice Day. What is it that Thumper says in Bambi? If you can't say something nice, don't say nothing at all. <laughs> so, and that is true. If you don't, can't say, if you can't think of anything nice to say, it's best not to say anything at all. So... What book shall we read today? I thought we might read. Where are we? Uh, da, 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 da. Let's have a look. Um, the Christmas tree aeroplane. I know that it's nowhere near Christmas, but it's a nice book. It's a nice story. So here we go. All the children in the village were as excited as could be because the lady at the big house was giving a party and every boy and girl was invited. I'm going to wear my new suit, said Alan. I'm going to have on my new blue dress, said Eileen. There's going to be crackers and balloons, said John. And an enormous Christmas tree that nearly reaches the ceiling, said Harry. And a lovely tea with jellies and chocolate cake, said Belinda. Oh, it will be the loveliest party that ever was, said Kenneth. Look, there's the tree going up to the big house, cried Fred. All the children ran into the lane and watched the cart going up the snowy road with a big Christmas tree lying on it. There's a fine pack of toys for this tree, called the driver, who was Alan's father. I've seen them. Oh, my, you'll be lucky, children. What's for the top of the tree, asked Belinda. Will there be a fairy doll? No, nope, not this year, said the driver. There's something different. It's Santa Claus in an aeroplane. He's going to be at the top of the tree, looking mighty grand in his plane, I can tell you. Oh, how lovely, cried all the children, and they thought that it would be even nicer to have Santa Claus in an aeroplane at the top of the Christmas tree than a fairy doll. At last the great day came. Everybody was dressed in their best. Every girl wore new ribbons and every boy had brushed his hair down flat till it shone. They all went up to the big house as happy as could be. At least all of them 
except Harry. He went with the others, but he didn't feel very happy. His suit wasn't new, it was only his old one, because he hadn't got a best one. His shoes wanted mending, and he hadn't even got a clean hamkey, because his mother was ill in bed and couldn't see to him properly. But Harry had washed his face and hands and brushed his hair as well as he possibly could. He soon forgot about his old suit and his old shoes. The children shouted with joy when they got into the big hall and saw the Christmas lights there. Its candles were not yet lighted, but all the ornaments and presents hung on it and it looked beautiful. Look, there's the aeroplane at the top of the tree, cried Kenneth. Everyone looked and dear me, it certainly was a very fine aeroplane. It shone and glittered and the little Santa Claus inside grinned in a jolly way at all the children. I wonder who will have the aeroplane for a present, said John. Mrs Lee, the lady who was giving the party, smiled at him. Nobody will have the aeroplane, she said. I bought it to go at the top of the tree, not for a present. It's just to make the tree look pretty. Oh, the party was lovely. There were games of all kinds and there were prizes for those who won the games. Everybody won one, except Harry, who really was very unlucky. Then balloons were given out. Harry got a great big blue one. He was very proud of it. And just as he was throwing it up into the air, playing with it, he heard someone's balloon go, it was little Janie's. She'd thrown it by mistake against a spray of prickly holly and it had burst. Janie burst too into tears. She sobbed and sobbed, but there was no balloons left for her to have another. Harry went up to her. Have my balloon, Janie, he said. Here it is. It's a beauty. You have it and then you won't cry any more. Janie was simply delighted. She took the blue balloon and smiled through her tears. Oh, thank you, Harry, she said. I do love it. Wasn't it nice of Harry? He watched Janie playing with his balloon until tea time. And then the children sat down to a lovely day. Oh, the cakes there were and the dishes of jellies and blancmanges. Oh, they really did enjoy themselves. At the end of tea, Mrs Lee gave each child three crackers. They pulled them with a loud pop, pop, pop. Out came toys and hats. Oh, Harry was unlucky with his crackers. The other children who pulled with him got the toys out of his crackers and he only got a hat and that was a bonnet. So he gave it to Ruth. The next exciting thing that happened was the Christmas tree. All the children went into the hall and there was the tree lighted up from top to bottom with pink and yellow and blue and green and red candles. It looked like a magic tree. Isn't it lovely, cried all the children. Isn't it lovely? Then Mrs Lee began to cut the presents off. As she did so, she called out a child's name. Kenneth 
and up went Kenneth and took a train. Belinda! And up went Belinda and was handed a beautiful doll. Alan! Up went Alan and had a big fat book of stories. It was so exciting. But one little boy was left out. It wasn't Harry. He had a ship. It was Paul. For some reason he'd been forgotten and there was no present for him at all. Mrs Lee smiled at all the children and told them to go into the dining room again to play some more games. And Paul didn't like to say he had had no present from the tree. Where's your present, Paul? asked Harry as they went into the big dining room. I didn't get one, said Paul, trying to look as if he didn't mind. Perhaps Mrs Lee doesn't like me. I was rather naughty last week and she may have heard of it. But Paul, aren't you unhappy because you haven't got anything, said Harry, who thought Paul was being very brave about it. Yes, said Paul, and he turned away so that Harry shouldn't see how near to crying he was. It was so dreadful to be left out like that. Harry thought it was dreadful too. He put his arm around Paul. Take my ship, he said. I've got one at home. I don't need this, Paul. Paul turned around, his face shining. Have you really got a ship at home, Harry? He said. Are you sure you don't want it? Harry did want it, but he saw that Paul wanted it badly too. So the kind-hearted boy pushed his precious ship into Paul's hands and then went to join in again. When half-past six came, the party was over. Mothers and fathers had come to fetch their children. How they cried out in surprise when they saw the balloons, the cracker toys and the lovely presents and prizes that their children had. Only Harry had none. His mother did not come to fetch him because she was ill. His father was looking after her, so Harry was to walk the long, dark way home by himself. It was snowing, so the little boy turned up his collar. He went to say goodbye and thank you to Mrs Lee. He had good manners and he knew at the end of a party or a treat every child should say thank you very much. Goodbye, Mrs Lee, and thank you very much for asking me to your nice party, said Harry politely. I'm glad you enjoyed it, said Mrs Lee, shaking hands with him. But wait a minute. You've forgotten your things. Where's your balloon and your cracker toys and your present? You surely don't want to leave them behind. Harry went red. He didn't know what to say, but little Janie called out loudly. Oh, Mrs Lee, my balloon burst, so Harry gave me his lovely blue one. Look, here it is. And he only got a bonnet out of his crackers and he couldn't wear it because he's a boy, said Ruth, holding up the red bonnet. So he gave it to me. But where is your present? asked Mrs Lee. I know I gave you a ship. Here's the ship, said Paul, holding it up. He gave it to me. But why did you do that, Harry? asked Mrs Lee in surprise. Didn't you like it? I loved it, said Harry, going redder and redder. But you see, Mrs Lee, Paul didn't get a present. You forgot him and he, he really was very brave about him.
So I gave him the ship. Well, said Mrs Lee in astonishment, I think you must be the most generous boy I've ever known. But I can't let you go away from my party without something. Wait a minute and let me see if there's anything left. She looked in the balloon box. No balloons. She looked in the cracker boxes. No crackers. She looked on the tree. Not a present was left. Only the ornaments were there, shining and glittering. Oh dear me, there doesn't seem to be anything left at all, said Mrs Lee. And then she caught sight of the beautiful shining aeroplane at the top, with Santa Claus smiling inside it. Of course, there's that. I didn't mean anyone to have it because it's such a beauty and I wanted it for the next time we had the tree. But you shall have it, Harry, because you deserve it. And she got a chair, cut down the lovely aeroplane and gave it to Harry. He was so excited that he could hardly say thank you. He had got the loveliest thing of all. The other children crowded round him to see it. Oh, isn't it lovely, they said, how it shines. And doesn't Father Christmas look real? You are lucky, Harry, but you deserve it. Oh, yes, he deserves it, said Mrs Lee, smiling. And I'm going to take him home in my car because I don't want him to be lost in the snow. Wait for me, Harry. So Harry waited, hugging his fine aeroplane and feeling happier than he had ever been in his life. And when Mrs Lee came up with her fur coat on, she carried a box of cakes and a big dish of fruit jelly for Harry's mother. I thought I was going home with nothing and I'm going home with more than anybody else, said Harry in delight. A kind heart always brings its own reward, said Mrs Lee. Remember that, Harry. And he always does remember it. And we will too, won't we? Wow. So he was the one that got the aeroplane with the Father Christmas in. Um, simply because he was the kindest and most generous boy there. Definitely, definitely being kind. That's the best thing you can do, isn't it? Just be kind to everybody. Because even if they're being horrible, you don't know what's going on in their life that's making them be so um i don't know unkind so they might have something really terrible going on so be kind to them anyway <laughs> okay anyway do you know what i'm gonna go and get ready and i'm going to go and get ready to go to the beach yay i'm so excited about that so I want you all to have the best dinosaur day ever. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Enjoy yourself. Absolutely, 100%. Okay. Um, and um, because it's pen pal day, how about starting a pen pal ring what do you think do you think that 
you would like a pen pal. So who would like a pen pal? I have an idea. Don't quite know whether it's sort of workable or not yet. But who would like a pen pal? Let me know if you would. And we'll see what we can sort out. Because it's pen pal day. And pen pals are amazing things to have. Anyway, um, I am going to go and get sorted. So you all have the best day ever. Okay. And make sure that you... Take care and stay safe <laughs> and I'll see you all again tomorrow. So, uh, bye for now.